right, let me hear it from you. Let me hear it from Steelers Nation. Why is it exactly that you don't like Terrell Edmonds? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. I was at Heinz Field yesterday to cover training camp and afterward had the first chance in a long time for an in-person conversation with Terrell. One of my preferred people to talk to on that roster. That in and of itself was cool. That in-person component. It's just different. It really is. Those Zoom calls and everything else, just not the same. And T.E. didn't have all that much to say. He's not really a a headline creator. He's not a guy that's going to talk a lot in one direction or the other, that's going to try to call attention to himself. And at the same time, he's a straight shooter. Whenever the subject came up about the Steelers' exercising his fifth-year option rather than entertaining an extension, he acknowledged the obvious, which is that he's got to prove himself. He's got to show that he's worth an extension. But he's also got to prove himself for reasons I'm not entirely sure of to this nation. He really does. I look, me, I look at T.E.'s 2020 performance as a plus. I thought he became a much stronger, more consistent defender. I thought he was, as always, a reliable tackler. He was closer to the line of scrimmage where you always want him. He's kind of a linebacker in a safety's body, if you will. And he did his job. He did his job. And you know what that job is, principally? It's to let Minka Fitzpatrick do his job. That's the dynamic that's in play. And I don't think that that gets enough recognition with the fan base. Look, I I know what the history is with safeties around here. We were spoiled with one of the best safeties who ever lived immediately preceding the arrival of T.E. and then Minka. You're not going to get another Troy. Not anytime soon. Not in your lifetime. You're just not. The fact that the Steelers have Minka so soon after Troy should be Bonus enough for everyone, especially when you understand that what the Steelers are asking Edmonds to do, first and foremost, is to make the plays up at the line. Make sure that the running game of the opponent doesn't break any. Make sure that whoever it is that's catching a ball somewhere over the middle You bring him down. He does that. He does that. He did 
quite well at all of these things last year. So you're not going to you're not going to get you know the the big splash play out of him. You're just not. He's not that guy. I mean, he had his hand on the football more last year than he had before, but you're not going to see him be the guy that's, you know, the center fielder type that's going to pull in the interceptions, that change drives. Uh, You're not going to see him be the guy that comes in off the edge and blitzes and surprises the other team's quarterback where you have a reason to get all fired up, although he did have that one super big sack, you'll recall, against Denver to win the game. He's a good football player. What's What exactly is his crime against the nation that he just gets pounded on by everybody? I really don't get it. Is that he's not Troy? Is it that he's not Minka? Is it that he's not, I don't know, Ryan Clark going before that? And Clarkie, of course, would belt people back when that was still legal? Is it that we have some vision of hard-hitting safeties, that you are either got to be a big splash guy or a big hit guy to play safety in Pittsburgh? He's just doing the job that's been put in front of him. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose where you'd like to do that learning, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe it's a flexible hybrid format. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. I enjoyed talking with the man. If that has any kind of influence... On what I think of him as a football player, whatever, you know, I'm human. But I don't think it does. I, I look back at Edmonds 2019, and at the time, as I'm about to say now, I I was dissatisfied. I didn't think he got his hand on the football nearly enough for someone at that position. And I wasn't wild about his adjustment to Minka, in fairness, Minka arrived in week three of that season following the trade, and Minka would not be the easiest player to adjust to. But then they they got it sorted out. And then, well, the way I see it is if you like what Minka does, you have to respect and appreciate that there's other things going on around Minka that make Minka possible. There's different ways the Steelers handle their coverage, handle certain assignments, take things off of Minka's plate. How about the island work that's done by both of the corners in the Keith Butler scheme? All of that is designed to let Minka be Minka. Roam free, read the QB's eyes, read the play, go get the football. That's how it works. That's how it works. And I'm I'm not being naive here. I'm not going to suggest that Edmonds can't become better. In fact, I brought this up with him myself yesterday. You've always talked to me about 
finding your next level, mm -hmm. whatever that happens to be. What is it this year? What, what's what's your area of focus? Not just getting better, like something specific. Man, honestly, just stacking on to a great year. I felt mm -hmm. like last year I took a, a big step, and then this coming up year, just yeah. take another step. Just keep on constantly uh, going in the right direction, uh, helping out my team win games, uh, just making the plays as necessary. You know what I mean? Just being out there, be that safety thing. He can. He can get better. He can make more plays on the football still. He can become that much more committed and dedicated to maintaining tight coverage. But my goodness, I mean, this is a first-round pick who basically was playing for this team right away and continues to start for them, and not by default. He's a good football player. The Steelers have issues. You know, they have things that are really wrong. And it feels like the Edmonds stuff just gets manufactured for reasons I don't fully understand. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for just one question, and that's always brought to you on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's a real thing. It's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys across our commonwealth. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Ken, who asks, Alex Highsmith has looked good this offseason and into the preseason, and I hear the same of Melvin Ingram. What workload split can we realistically expect in games this season between the three-headed Cerberus, that is, T.J. Watt, Highsmith, and Ingram. I don't believe that you're going to see the kind of split that it sounds like you're describing there, Ken. Uh, it's not a matter of Highsmith sharing a spot with Ingram. It's not a matter of T.J. getting more snaps than the rest. These guys will rotate. They've actually always rotated. TJ taps out more than most people realize because of the style of his play. He commits himself a zillion times over to every snap, and I think it shows. But that's also why you would get driven nuts when you'd see way more of Anthony Ciccolo than you wanted to. Well. This season, the Steelers aren't going to have Chicolo in that role or Ola Odeni. They're going to have Ingram, and they're going to have an Ingram who both looks and sounds seriously revitalized. I asked Ingram a couple of days ago in Philadelphia about whether or not he feels like, he's got something to prove, because I kind of started to sense that in some other stuff that he was saying that night. You say still, do you feel like you have something to prove? 
Fair enough, fair enough, but it shows in the play. It shows in the play. He's been driven. He's got a high-octane engine, and he's showing it snap after snap after snap. And this is someone who obviously, obviously comes to Pittsburgh with significant pedigree. This isn't someone who's iffy. Obviously, the age is a factor, but he's got the history. He's got the history, and as a result, he has the confidence to support it. How will they be used? Plain and simple, Ken, you're going to see them rotate around as if there are three of them starting. That's not going to be popular with everybody because you're going to see TJ off the field. Maybe notice it a little bit more than you have in the past when you just got used to seeing TJ Bud, TJ Bud. But if you really, really track the snaps, both TJ and Bud were coming off the field a good bit. That's going to happen for TJ and Highsmith. It just will. And part of the reason that I know that is just in watching closely their rotation that was being used in Philadelphia, not only did those guys switch out regularly, they also switched sides. There were times when Ingram and Highsmith were flipped. The reason for that, as Ingram would confirm after the game, is that because they've all got to be capable of playing multiple sides. It's certainly not to do anything to try to trick somebody in a preseason game. They're trying to get both of them comfortable everywhere that they need to be so that Keith Butler can keep rotating those guys. It's going to be a good, good group, my man. It is, and it's worth getting excited about. I don't believe that you're going to see the overall impact from the position that you would have gotten from TJ and Bud together again. Certainly not if Highsmith was your number three again. But I do believe that Ingram is going to make a difference in allowing the Steelers to continue to rotate as they have in the past without having that big drop-off. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow. Tomorrow.